Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wrestling Court. And happy New Year to everyone as we are in 2024. And there's a lot of things that happened in 2023 that we're going to discuss about. Um, your host, Julie Cannon, here with my good friend, Rob. Uh, tell him what the hell you went through for the last few weeks. Uh, I mean, the month. Uh, it kind of everything started after Thanksgiving. And then uh, oh, it was really crazy. Okay, the day before December 1st, my daughter's one of my daughter's friends uh, she's a little bit older but she's like a discord animator and uh died 17 died uh and my daughter didn't know i handle it my daughter was saying i'm like hey you okay what's going on and she was as a talk to me and then we found out that this girl she was an anime she was um autistic but she was a really good animator yeah, yeah. and she had like this this whole thing so rebecca got to know her she would talk to her and they all because all the art and stuff and the girl got very popular but she also had like um epilepsy so the girl got really popular and what ended up happening was that uh you know when you're popular you know how it is there are people gonna be jealous and uh so people started talking shit about her out of jealousy for no reason this girl doesn't do anything wrong uh she couldn't handle it and she went to a horrendous epileptic seizure and she ended up dying and she died on like the day before December the first. So we stayed up all night with my daughter because you know there's no there's no fucking like uh there's no playbook. How do you handle certain things? Like being a parent is you have to figure shit out. Even yeah, if you never yeah. handle it before, you have to know how to handle it. So we stayed up with my daughter, talked to her, made her feel better. And we said, Look, don't go to school. It's like 1 30 in the morning. Just go to sleep. She got she went to sleep and at three o'clock in the morning, my mother calls me that my dad collapsed and it was all this shit. So he was ventilated he was uh put into like basically not a coma but a sedation so he couldn't wake up and uh he his lung collapsed his heart failed everything was everything went went to shit and uh he was and he was like that for like three weeks so the second week well the first full week when my father was intubated and all that shit my wife's father ended up in the hospital with pneumonia, liquid in lungs. They pulled out like seven bags full of liquid from his fucking lung. Nice. And so we're going, so we're running between hospitals and doing all that. Like three weeks down the road, my father woke up, which was a big surprise, which was awesome. But uh, he was intubated. He couldn't talk. He was very whatever. And then little by little by little, we're trying to get him better. And so now, He's still in the hospital, but he's no longer in critical care. But he's got to go to rehab at least for a month and a half. Because remember, when you've been uh, in a bed for over a month, you have to relearn everything. And also, they had a they did a tracheotomy, so they can get the to get. They, if you stay on a ventilator too long, they say that's it. So they needed him off the ventilator. So they did a tracheotomy, which is they cut open your throat and they put a tube in there and like right, you know right. uh so they did that and so uh, i thought he'd never be able to talk again but what i used to know from years ago is not the same thing anymore he can talk he can do everything so now they taught him how to swallow again so now they're going to remove the tracheotomy it's not permanent and then he'll go to rehab so he spent the month and now he's kind of getting better uh problem is they had him with so much medication he's hallucinating so he'll say things normally, then he'll say some weird shit, which is like problem because my dad's a very funny guy. So he'll make jokes all the time. So you never know. 
Yeah, but yeah. like you know the difference between what my dad's jokes are and when he's hallucinating. But he does realize that he's hallucinating. Like he knows that there's something wrong. Like he knew like that's not real. He he's capable of and so they just said that's from because they had so much medicine because remember he had a tracheotomy. He had he was intubated. They had hoses coming in and out of his main veins to his neck. So he had like about 25 different bags of liquids antibiotics and all the shit running through his system so they had hoses all throughout his whole body so he's in pain so they had all this kind of medications to sedate him medications to keep him out of pain and they all don't forget the, 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 the tube the, the ventilator hurts and all that shit so it was a lot so while that was happening right after christmas i get covid and then my company didn't pay me Wait, they were supposed to pay me they did it they did not pay me uh, because the guy, I work for a massive company. Let's just be real. I work for a real, like, this is not like, I don't work for like a little mom and pop shop. <clears throat> and uh, there's only one person in my whole company who approves the COVID days and he happened to be on vacation. So, oops, sorry, I didn't pay you. You'll get it next week. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's half my check. That's half my check. And being on COVID, I couldn't go outside. So I had a quarantine. So I had to order everything in, which I it's expensive. So I couldn't fucking end the doctor visits. So I was like, no fucking money. I was like, oh, but it's okay. Like, just to tell me to go fuck myself. So that happened. Then on New Year's Eve, my daughter tested positive for COVID. And then, you know, and now here we are. Uh, was it? Uh, January 7th. So, and uh, we're still all recovering. And, you know, hopefully go back to normal. That That's everything. Oh, boy. On my end, um, things have been quite good. Uh, Digiday has went through a round of um, freaking setbacks for the last um, quarter or so, but hopefully nothing bad happens in the next quarter. Is there anything you can talk about or no? Um, no, there's no, uh, nothing on my end for now because it happened with their um, their sales and media team. Nothing for editorial. Uh, okay. As far as I know yet. Hmm. How's the kid? He's good. He's good. Uh, I'm gonna take him for his next appointment soon. Uh, mm -hmm. I tell, I give everyone advice. If you want any kids, only one, only one. <laughs> no one yeah. should be raising two or three in New York City. It's, no one. No, it's, it's just impossible. It's really I don't I don't know how people do it. Unbelievable. Yeah. But we're here to chat about wrestling. Um, before we get to all the other news and the other things that's going on in each company um you want to start with the predictions for this year we, we never missed one at all we look it's been a while since we did the podcast but we always do a prediction so we gotta do predictions <laughs> well before i go to minds for this year here are some that well some here are all that i made last year and i would say i was more defeated than i won <laughs> <laughs> here's what i got Last year, I said that Roman Reigns would defend his title against Cody Rhodes at night one at Mania and lose, and the Universal title against either Sami Zayn or The Rock at night two and retain, both of which did not happen. Because prior to that, they didn't they change the rules and make a new title and all that. So, <laughs> no, no, they you made know. the new title after Mania. Oh, they did. I see. I got confused with that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the new WWE gimme title, <laughs> so so Roman Reigns can keep his ooh title. Yeah, so he's, they can celebrate the, his one thousand days, which I think he's yeah. going to lose it this year 
which is about time. I mean, he had. I mean, a, a thousand days is a great run, and I don't think that could ever be duplicated due to the fact of the type of uh, environment that we had because of COVID and everything. That uh, that's just not something that can happen. I don't think ever again. Yeah, the last the last four year title reign we had was um, Hogan's eighty four to eighty eight run, and that was not when they had TV on every week live. <laughs> no, back then it was the live event business. Yep. I said Cody will return and win the Royal Rumble match by last eliminating Seth Rollins. I only got that half right because he eliminated Gunther. Which was, that was crazy. That was the only thing I think good about that was that Gunther went that long. Uh, it just shows you how, like, that guy is uh, super talented. Yes, he is. I said that Sasha Banks will return to WWE after she has a match and stardom. She had the match to start him last year, did she? No, it was New Japan. Oh, it was New Japan. Yeah, she got hurt there, and she hasn't had a match since. Right, that's it. I said CM Punk will not be back in AEW. That was pretty much a given. <laughs> I mean, he did I mean, come back, technically. He did, he, he did come back. He did come back, and then the whole thing with him and Jack Perry happened. But let, let's be real. So technically, you should take that as a, you kind of right. I mean, let's. Uh, it's a half. I'll give you. I'll give you half a point on that one because he, only half. He did, he, he did leap. So he lunged at Tony Khan, and then Tony Khan said that he feared for his life. Only right. for about a month and a half later, for him to say it's the safest place in the world, whatever that means. But we'll get to it's that. Later. Wrestling's wrestling, dude. This is the shit. These are not good people. Obviously, we've I've said it a million <laughs> times. Wrestling is just too unpredictable. Yeah, I think he needs to wake up, but I'll get to him later. I said the person to beat MJF for the AEW World Championship will be Wardlow, and also MJF regains it to heat up the bidding war of 2024, all of which did not happen. I mean, he did lose the title at the end of the year, um, but it, it's, it wasn't Wardlow, and I feel I better off, I feel, in the long run that it wasn't Wardlow. Personally, uh, yeah, they cool, they cooled him off way too many times now. I don't care that he's in this dark, brooding group of nobodies. Um, to be well, my thing, is, my thing is that Wardlow is okay, but he still has it elevated with his mic. I feel like he doesn't. He's got some energy, he's power, you know, but that can work for so much that you really have to. You know, there's more to him that he needs. He's still got some developing to do. I said the NXT call-ups would be Carmelo Hayes, Cora Jade, Braun Breaker, and Cameron Grimes. I only got one right, which was only Cameron Grimes. Carmelo Hayes, I Wait. don't count yet. Uh, are, are, all, are all those people still employed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carmelo Hayes, he had his um, SmackDown debut about two and a half weeks ago, but I don't, call, I don't count that as a call-up yet. Hmm. Not yet. Let's see here. I said that John Cena versus Austin Theory will happen at either WrestleMania or SummerSlam, with Theory getting the victory using John Cena's attitude adjustment. Got that half right. He got the win with his own weak-ass finish. Yeah. And what has it done for Austin Theory <laughs> other than proving John Cena right? <sighs> what has it done? 
I, I don't even like the guy. I don't like Austin Theory. I didn't like him before when I was still watching WWE. I like him even less now when I'm not watching WWE. I don't care about him. I don't, you know, just there's nothing firm there for me with him. I said that WWE and New Japan will have a multi-show partnership with one of the goals being the launch of NXT Japan. That did not happen, but it seems like WWE and all of Japan is starting to have a working relationship sometime this year. I think the smartest thing in the world is for all companies just to do what we used to do. You know, work with other companies across the world because, you know, building good bridges is is good for all companies, good for all wrestlers. And you get more, you know, I mean, WWE used to do it back, WWF used to do it back in the day. I mean, they did give them good spots, but they still had talent exchanges, you know? And, I mean, they did it with all kinds of promotions back in the day. It's in the 90s. I'm not saying back, back in the day, but they did it up in the 90s. It's just like, then it got to a point where like, oh, no, nothing else exists but us. And that's just kind of like stupid. And I think in this uh, world that we live in now with wrestling, that I think it's really good just to, everyone should work together because it benefits, it doesn't hurt nobody and it benefits everybody. No, of course not. It doesn't hurt anybody. But now when we think about partnerships, the first thing that comes to mind is what will they gain from it, from both parties? Mm. Well, you know, I feel like when you start thinking like that too much, what ends up happening is you're, build, you're not going to build a trustworthy relationship. You know, it, it shouldn't be what I get out of it. It should be like, okay, what we can do to benefit this kind of unique world we live in wrestling is only so many companies right and it's all these wrestlers and it's good to like hey like this is your job right you foster good relations i mean like i mean let's be real nfl doesn't do it with uh cfl with the the canadian league they don't do it with xfl they don't do it with whatever but you know talent from those leagues are looked at from nfl and they do look into them potentially like hey you know this guy's doing some good shit. We should bring. Oh, no, they signed a lot of XFL talent in the last year after their season. Right. But I'm saying like it, it wasn't like NFL helped promote that. They just watched it. Finally, like it's better for these niche jobs like wrestling and for football, baseball to branch out and do these things because a more talent could be seen and more possibilities to cross promote stuff. And it, it, it's not a losing thing. It's never a losing thing. Yeah, you saw that the XFL and USFL merged into one company now. I mean, it was mm-hmm. going to, it was going to be given because the XFL had better ratings than the USFL last year. Yeah. Let's see here. I said that. I predict that, that the FTR will win the tag belts just before the AEW deal ends. That's exactly what happened. They won the belts back in um, April last year. Right. I said the main event of Forbidden Door will be Kenny Omega versus Okada. That did not happen. I said that Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio will happen in a hair versus mask match. I wish that could have happened last year. Hmm. Maybe we might get it sometime this year. Maybe. I feel like I feel like that it's it's there's no need for no more. I think Dominic uh as a character has moved on from his father. Yeah. And that's I important. Agree. He should. He should. He should move on. No reason to go back. 
I predicted that Roman Reigns will still be the Universal Champion by the end of 2023. I could get that because they merged the two belts together. Yeah, I mean, you didn't know they were going to make a new, like, stupid belt. Yeah, so. <laughs> Right, let's see here. I predicted that Adam Cole will be back in the title picture once he is cleared and will feud with Brian Danielson, all of which did not happen. I predicted either Bianca Belair, John Cena, or Roman Reigns will be on the cover of WWE 2K23. John Cena was the um, cover star for that game last year. Yeah, the guy who had a match. <laughs> I mean, it was his 20-year career, though, so... I get it. I know, I know. I predicted that Ricky Starks will get an AEW championship match. The technicality? It's a technicality because the belt with the X on it that CM Punk made. Yep, yep. Technically, it counts, and uh, so I'll give you that to you. (laughs) I predicted that Bianca Belair will successfully defend her Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. That did not happen. Hmm. Oh, wait, sorry. No, no, no. That did happen. She retained it. She lost it at um, SummerSlam. Right. At the cash-in for Money in the Bank. Let's see here. I said that I predicted that War Games, well, let me put it this way, that last year's Survivor Series would have a War Games and a Survivor Series match. That did not happen. They had two War Games matches last year. Hey, even though they were good, they were long as hell. War game matches are very long. Uh, yes, they they could be re- they could be good, or they could be very long. And having two, I feel, is a bit much. I feel like one match like that style is more than enough for one show. I agree too. I mean, last I think last year's um fluid went way better than the other year because it felt like all uh, the pace was. Good for last year's, hmm. but not. But besides that, shit is way too long, man. For a pay per view, yeah. yeah. Also, see. because the structure of, a, of the cage, it's hard for a fan's perspective to be invested, especially in the audience. Like I've said this about any kind of cage matches, it's hard to see into the cage, and, and especially if you're live. So you got to really. That's why lots of stuff happens on top of the cage, outside of the cage. Because it's hard to see that. It's a hard yes, it match is. to see. Speaking of which, what was the last good cage match you liked? Mm. Well, let's say that for another day because I can't <laughs> even think right now. I, I, you know, I don't hate cage matches. I think that they build up to the end of a storyline. Very useful. But I feel like at the same time, every cage match, no matter what company it's from, has drawbacks no matter how good the match ends up being there's parts that are going to always lag like you know when tna had the x division cage match i thought it was i i thought it was gonna be a really cool use problem is the design of it was not very beneficial and it didn't work well and it could have worked well it could have if it was just slightly designed better and uh it it it, it kind of hurt the performance of what these guys were trying to do and that that could be any cage match, be it Blood of Guts, be it War Games, be it just a regular cage match, Punjabi, Prison Cell match. It doesn't matter what it is. I feel like I am going to say something really stupid. I absolutely love the design of the old school blue 
cages. Oh, the ones with the big gaps. Yes, I feel like you can see inside the cage. There was enough space. It's a good way for wrestlers to climb, you know, especially if they could utilize that nowadays, because the truth is it's so much easier to climb on those cages that you could do so much more with that type of cage style. And I don't know why I don't know why they don't do it anymore, but they don't do it no more is because um the it takes the staff a long time to put that up. A long time. Oh, but with the, the technology we have now, there's got to be ways to do it faster. It's got to be. We have new ways of like the uh, uh, industrial design with computers. There's got to be an easier way to set something like that up. Don't tell me that link chains and metal rods that have been around for fucking 100 years is better than something that could work better for the wrestlers, that's stronger, that's a uh, lightweight material, and that you can have your wrestlers safely climb and do things. I it, I just always loved that design of Steel Cage, maybe because being a Macho Man fan and that whole Macho and stupid uh, No Holds Barred with Sherry and Zeus. I, I just love that cage. So I feel like, you know, if they could do that style, but what, what the wrestlers can do now, it, it would be it's a no brainer. You know, some of my favorite ones in that are either the blue or the black bar cages, whereas uh, Diesel versus Bret Hart, uh, Hogan versus uh, King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2. Uh, Austin mm. versus McMahon at the Valentine's Day pay per view, even though a lot of it was comedy. Uh, okay. Yeah, those are those are some of my favorites involving those uh, old school bar cages, and also and, Triple H versus um, Mankind at SummerSlam '97. Okay, also just the best steel cage match ever is still I'm going to say Foley and Undertaker. And I had hell to think the, about hell it. In the cell. Hell in a cell. I mean, it's a steel cage match. Let's be really cool. Hell, cool, whatever you want. It's a steel cage match. That they took that match took everything that no one's ever seen before, right? So that was was new. It was different. It was exciting. It was when you watch that match, you're you grabbed your mouth because you couldn't believe everything. Right? And that's mostly because Mick, right? But the it, that steel cage match can never be reduplicated. And they they always try it and never can. I always think the first Hell in the Cell match was the best one of uh, Sean and Undertaker with uh, Kane. Well, the debuting, debuting, debut of the Kane, but as a as a best cage match, it it, it was okay. It was too good performance in the ring, so you're not going to have a bad match. But you know, also two great performers at the height of being great at what they're doing, and a debuting new character and a character that actually worked. Nothing went wrong with that debut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The ripping of the cage door, everything was no fuck up. You know, that imagine if that cage door would done what Mark Henry had to do. Remember? When Mark Henry tried <laughs> to break the thing and it, 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 it fucking it botched. Yeah, when Mark imagine Henry turned on SmackDown that year. <laughs> yeah, he tried to break the cage chain and everything. Even on a taped show, they still botched it. Well, you know, think about that. Imagine if that would happen with Kane, it would have killed everything for Kane. Yes, it would. So it, everything Vince went and perfect. The agents, um, in the back, um, blowing a gasket. He would throw out his quad, just sitting there watching it. But like, you know, Kane's debut and ripping the door, everything was perfectly done. So that's why it's a good cage match story. But as a cage match, I I feel the Mick Foley one's better. I predicted that Soraya will beat Jay Cargill for the AEW TBS Championship. Did not happen. No. Good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, I predicted that WWE's deal with NBC Universal and Fox will extend by another four years. Mm-hmm. That did not 
Well, kind of didn't I mean, happen yet. I mean, yeah, I mean, WWE, it, um, SmackDown's gone beyond um USA. USA. That's part yeah. of NBC, right? Uh, NXT's got to be on CW, and Raw. Yeah. We don't know where it's going yet. Right, they they got like another several months, just like AEW has to like I think September. I think Raw has to about the same time frame as well. So they have about almost uh, the rest, of almost a half, more than half of this year. You know, to I, realistically, they'll know more by maybe May. That's when you really know where it's going. But like they still got time on that contract. Let's see here. I predicted that Miro and Thunder Rosa will leave AW halfway into 2023. Did not happen. Did not happen at all, surprisingly. I predict that AEW will get rid of the ranking system since it has not been updated since August 2022. They did got get rid of it. Yeah, now they now they just make mention about uh like how many t- wins you have and stuff, which I think that's a better way of doing it. You have a lot of wins, you have a lot of this, you have a decent record. Uh having a ranking system where I commend them for trying, it's wrestling, it's so impossible. If someone becomes it doesn't matter if you're AEW or TNA or wherever, or whatever. It does it work? TNA because, tried it one time and it didn't work. And, and the reason why, and we'll explain it very simply. When someone gets hot, you want to push that person. And if that person's record isn't where it needs to be for standings, and then you give that person an opportunity, now your ranking system means nothing, right? It's wrestling. And I feel that that I'm glad that got phased out. I just hate seeing someone's got a lot, of, like with Jade with all her victories and everything that she had leading up to a certain point. That's how you should do it. You know? Like a good title, a good run pace. You know, I got this many, whatever, and you do whatever. And I think that's just the way it should be. I mean, I commend people for trying something different or trying to do like an old school mentality of like, hey, let's make this feel realistic. But at the end of the day, no matter how much you want to make it feel real, it's still wrestling and things are going to happen. Injuries can happen. This can happen. Anything could change yep. at a moment's notice. That a ranking system, as cool as it is, just keeping a tally of people's victories is cool. That's all. And Jade, um, I said it even way back when she was getting her undefeated streak. She had, they had no business pushing her to the moon that quickly. Hmm. But they did a very good job protecting her, and she did over time get much better. I have to, uh, you know, I was always critical of her. I liked her. I liked her look. I liked the, the fact that she was famous. She had already a built-in fan base and everything. But I feel like uh, she also did a, oh, she understood her character. Yeah, she was very good on the um, cosmetic side of wrestling. You know, the understanding how to be that bitch and all that. She had the good catchphrase. And she also had Mark Sterling to assist in helping her cut promos when they needed it as, as a client, which is very smart. And uh, and and they did what they could with her up to a point where you know what it it went to a point and people and you know what the fans never really turned on her. No, they did. I'm saying as far as the end ring goes, she had no business being pushed to the moon that quick. I'm glad no, she's. In I, the, I'm glad she's in a PC now where she can actually learn how to work. Well, she learned a lot. She did a lot. But let's see. Uh, Will she? Here's a prediction we should make, but we'll save it. It will be a prediction about Jade, so <laughs> we'll save it for when we make the future that'll, that'll prediction. Be your prediction. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have something for that one already. Let's see here. I predicted that Kota Ibushi will wrestle one match in AEW. He did. It was only one. I thought he did two this year, last year. <clears throat> yeah, I, I said one match. I didn't say only one. 
Oh, okay. I think he was like, he's like, I'm going to just go do one and one and done and get the fuck out. <laughs> Code is like, Let's that's good here. enough for me, bro. <laughs> I predicted out of spite, Vince McMahon will attempt to sell WWE and it will backfire. I got that one wrong as WWE got huh? sold to Endeavor and Endeavor created a parent company for both WWE and UFC. Which is, uh, you know, it's good T business for Endeavor. The TKO business. That's It's very, uh, it's good business for them. I mean, they're going to make a lot of money because you have the people who like the real shit and you have the people who like the fake shit and it's only one umbrella and the only thing that sucks about that is a lot of downsizing of jobs because uh, you know, but that's it's, always it's, going to be it's, mergers, it's mergers. mergers. Yeah, it's a merger thing. That's always going to happen. Yeah. Let's see here. And my final prediction of last year was that a big uh, named free agent expected to sign with AEW will sign with Impact or WWE instead. That did happen as uh, Trinity Fatu signed with um, TNA. Right. I do. Do we consider that really big? Uh, I feel really time, bad. I feel like... I, for the time, I I think it was because no one thought that she would end up there. Well, you know, my thing is that like, how can I say this without sounding like a dick? I never thought she was that great of a wrestler, so I. That's big enough for her. I never expected her to go. Like, we don't need her. You need if you go. You know what I'm saying? She's good. I don't hate her, but man, I was watching Impact a lot uh, this you know at the end of this year, middle from the summer on, and because you know I I kind of miss TNA, you know, and and uh, and she came out and they had all the women in the ring because they were talking about you, you. I think you must have saw the promo. Every woman came out. Past champions like Gail Kim and this person, they all came to the ring. They all started cutting promos. Then Trinity got in the ring and she started talking. And I'm like, I thought you were in the WWE where you know how to talk better. And like, she just just sounded so basic, and it made me so mad because it's like she's their champion. She's been the she. How long has Trinity been in WWE? How long was she? With about, the company since Focusaurus, about uh, close to a decade, dating back to um FCW, ten years, and she only talks like, eh. and I'm like, I was, she said stuff, and I was like, someone take the mic out of her hand and give it to someone who cut a, a, a convincing promo. I'm like, that's sad, and it's like, I just felt like when you're going to be in that company for so long, and you know, impact pushed her so hard that I feel like she's running on Impact fans' nostalgia more than being someone new. At least when uh, Mercedes went to New Japan, she kind of tried to reinvent, but it was kind of based on her boss gimmick, but she tried to reinvent it a little, right? She tried to make it slightly different. Trinity came out as Trinity, like as... uh. What was her name in WWE? Um, Naomi. Naomi. That that was it. It was the same girl. Nothing different. Like you, you when you get to leave, you want to prove yourself, make yourself something different. And I didn't feel she did that. So yeah, I, I mean, it's a big signing. I feel that was a very big sign for Impact because it's a they love that shit. And uh, I don't think she's a bad talent. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she's horrible in the ring. I just feel like there's TNA already had a bunch of really talented women already. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right about that. 
<laughs> I mean, she should have saw um, all the talent they had there and try to go above it. If her gimmick, if your gimmick is neon lights and like blue, uh, black lights, that's not a gimmick. It's it's called paint. It's it's like, oh my god, yeah. feel the glow. Okay, yay. <laughs> so those are my predictions for twenty twenty three. Again, I got most of them wrong, some right, and, and hey, you did that. You did some pretty decent ones. I'll give it to you. A lot in the middle. That's what happened. All right. So what does my crystal ball look like for 2024? Um, before I begin, do you have any? Yes. I don't think Jade will ever debut for WWE. And really? they will silently. Yeah, I do not believe she's ever going to get out of the performance center. They're not going to see any progress and they're going to let her go. Or she's going to ask to be released or do something where the fact that she's not being used. So might get some NXT time, but that's it. 100%. I don't think they're, they're going to use her, especially if the rumors are true that Camille is being looked at. And my second prediction is 100% WWE will take NWA Camille. 100%. Uh, she will go. She'll get the push that they thought Jade was going to get. Um. And the uh, third prediction is uh, by the end of the year, WWE will stay with uh, Peacock USA. They'll just maybe they'll, they'll keep Raw and have the have USA be the network of wrestling. You think that'll be possible? Because um... why not? What else has USA got going on for them? <laughs> no, for real. What else does it have? Oh, Monkey runs. Monk reruns and uh, <laughs> 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 I feel else. that that's what's because I'm going to tell you, I do not believe that Warner Brothers Discovery will take WWE because Warner Brothers can't even want to pay for movies they've already paid for to be released. They're looking to recoup costs more than and I don't care what people say that, oh, you know, CM Punk is friends with uh, David Zlazoff or whatever. That's nice, but it's not going to be the bottom line of how much money WWE is asking for three hundred mil a year, right? That, that's a Warner big even afford that. Knowing right, that no. they just went through a bunch of layoffs and trying to the, merge with another company again. Well, okay, let's just say it this way: it's not Warner, it's Discovery. It's I mean, Warner Discovery, Bros. Discovery. Yeah. Don't call it Warner Bros. anymore. Just stop that shit. It's Discovery. Okay, they're making the decisions, and they're cutting. And their biggest thing that Warner Brothers wants, Discovery wants, is the basketball. They want that. They need that. They want to be the destination for that. And they're because you know why they can't get the NFL, right? They can't get uh baseball, but if they can get the basketball and the hockey, that's the that's C and D tier shows. Because you know, NFL baseball are the two biggest sports in America. You know, then it's basketball, then it's hockey. So it used to be years ago, basketball was number two and baseball was three, but it's it goes back and forth. But so if they can keep that, they're going to want to spend all their budget on getting basketball locked in. Yeah. So they're not going to have the money to give WWE what they're asking for. And in number wise, it's you know it for them it may not be worth their time. If they so were that, to get if they were to get WWE, that's going to 
that's gonna be um bad for AEW because who knows if WWE will get either TNT or TBS. AEW get bumped to a, either a Discovery Network or one of the other sister ones, or or they make a deal with a different channel. That can happen too. Uh, but with that being said, if let's say the uh, here's the thing I would love to see, okay, if they they go to Warner Brothers, and then you know they get bumped for basketball. <laughs> I mean, Vince is not in charge anymore, so he can't blow a gasket. But you know, like getting pushed around all the time hurts. Even with Fox, when when Fox had all the stuff, they would push SmackDown onto FS1, and it really affected the ratings because no one goes to that channel, right? So it, it, it's it, WWE was definitely not in the mood for that shit. Even though they made good money with Fox. You could see at the end of the day, you want to have a, sh- a, a network that's dedicated to you not to push your show off because of something else. Back in the day, they had no choice with USA. And USA used to push them for the US Open, and for the dog fucking show. dog show. <laughs> WWE. Imagine in this day and age, Raw gets pushed back for a dog show. What You wouldn't even dream about that anymore. But back in the day, you had to deal with it, right? That was the deal, right? So... Nowadays, you I think WWE wants to have a network that will be dedicated to keep them where they don't get pushed around because they know getting pushed severely affects their ratings. Obviously, it, it makes sense it does. What are the people reasons, tune in? One of the reasons why Fox um got rid of SmackDown is because they didn't get a return investment from advertisers, and you know, right. advertisers yeah. spend marketing dollars on these um platforms. And mm-hmm. they felt that the WWE audience wasn't um advertiser well not advertiser friendly but um market share buyer friendly. Like right. they, you you wouldn't see luxury products or luxury brands on a WWE uh, commercial block. Right. You get the the, the, the the what you expect. Um and that it's, same, it, it's it, the same with wrestling in general, really though. I, I was just gonna say that it doesn't matter what wrestling show it is, it's you have the demographic and you have you know, the problem is right now advertisers are trying to learn how to adjust to the new times. That's why you see all these big companies now have these. Have you seen it lately? I was watching uh I was watching Collision and they had this commercial, right? And it's like people looking like they're on a podcast talking about their insurance. And I'm sitting there going, Are uh, you fucking are you shit me? This is the commercial. Two people with headsets and microphones. Not even talking to the camera, but talking to each other like, hey, yeah, I was doing this thing. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Are you fucking shitting me? Dude, you know what's worse now? YouTube now has unskippable ads. Oh, yeah? Yes. I see. I I pay for YouTube, so I don't see that. No, it's it's horrendous. It's it's coming to the um, premium uh, accounts, too. Well, first off, it's all of it. It's it's all everything across the board is going to have it. Uh, Netflix is going to have it already. Uh, Netflix already has it. Hulu's gonna have it. Amazon's, uh, Amazon's next. Amazon Prime. Prime. Prime said they were gonna do the same thing. They're gonna have ads that were gonna be there, and and so that's just you know they. So basically, what did the streaming platforms learn? Network TV. They yeah. learned network TV. They learned you need commercials. <laughs> it's like, and I, I think it's so funny. Like you know, you let's say you're watching football. And you, you could watch it on TV or you get Peacock. So you get Peacock. You're going to watch the football because Peacock has a deal with the football. And then you got ads. And you're like, but I'm paying for Peacock. And you have ads. Remember when we used to joke when we'd watch the WWE pay-per-view? And I said, we paid for a pay-per-view to have ads. Remember that shit? We used to yeah. sit there. We talked about it on this podcast years ago. Like, what the fuck am I paying for a pay-per-view? I'm seeing ads. And it's like, 
because that's how you that's how they make extra money. And you now, we go to turn just, it off. <laughs> now they just plaster on their digital billboards. Right, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan, you know, with the wrestling doing picture in picture because at least you get to see the wrestling and, and it's still there. You go you can't skip the ads, it's there. I do think it's uh less hurtful. I, at least I like I get the ads over with and I can still see the wrestling, and it's cool. At least that's cool during the commercial breaks. I wish they did that for a lot more stuff, but I know why a lot of advertisers are like, no, no, I'm paying money to sell shit. Don't keep playing your shit. I wish football would do that. You know, but they wait for injury timeout or halftime or this, and they shove a million commercials at you. I think what XFL did um, during the commercial breaks and during like penalties and whatnot, that's going to be innovative for other sports, what they did last year. What was that? Because I didn't watch that shit. Um, <clears throat> for instance, whenever a penalty would happen or if they had to review a play, they'll go to screen to screen to the um, – the production or the oh yeah you uh, mentioned yeah. that that's right yeah that'd be cool because you want to see that transparency with football you want to yes. see that I think other sports is going to start doing that and I might NFL's got to add unit for advertisers I think that's important also I feel that NFL's had a lot of uh, referee issues this season especially <laughs> especially Some last real... week <laughs> oh my god well it's been happening the last several games. And it's been it, really it got so bad that Patrick Mahomes tossed his helmet, man. Yo, like, and you know, I, I, I it was embarrassing to me because, like, uh, Pat's usually a very, that's not him, right? It's not his deal. He don't do that. He doesn't really get too whatever. He don't get too emotional. He tries to keep everyone calm, but like that was kind of embarrassing. I didn't appreciate that as a Chiefs fan, but uh, I get his frustration, but it clearly was offsides. Tony, Tony fucked up. But at the same time, like their point was like, okay, you call it now. You saw it before, never said shit. Now you call it. When you have games where like um, my one of my Chiefs uh, wide receivers try and catch a ball, dude is fucking dry humping them. They don't call pass interference. You're like, okay, cool, cool. It's football. I get it. But there was a game last week. What was it? Was it the, the Lions, right? Yeah. And the Cowboys and the Lions. What a fucking a phantom call. They made shit up. Like there was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing that happened. They called they it just, on the fly. They just made shit up. It's like <laughs> this is gonna change a lot of how things either the owner of the NFL is just gonna double down and say, Oh no, the referees have been really good this year. It's like, no, they have not. <laughs> they, they, literally, that referee unit was so bad over so many games, they are banned from the playoffs. They cannot referee the playoffs with the Super Bowl. They are out. Like, how bad do you have to fuck up that you're banned from your job? Like, <laughs> but yet they didn't get punished. All they got to do is remove from the Super Bowl and shit. I guess it's a bigger payday, whatever. But like, they're still referees and they're still employed. Yes. So where's where? What, what are we going to do to fix that? Uh, okay, one last prediction I'm going to make is that. Um, CM Punk, CM Punk will potentially get injured this year again. Oh, and I don't mean that to be a jerk. I just been seeing the trend that we watched him when he came back to AEW and he got injured. We watched him come back from injury and get injured. He got injured twice, right? And then came back and he, and I was like, oh, but he's being really cool now, dude. He has nowhere else to go. He's made a 
bad taste in his, in people's mouths for him. So of course he has to be good. Of course he needs to be good, right? And that's cool. I we want a good we want CM Punk to be at his best because we like him, right? But like I saw it with WWE in AEW, he would have some great banger matches, and then he'd have some matches going. He's I think he's he's gassed. He's gassed. And I saw him gassed, and I didn't want to admit to it, like you know, because you like the wrestling. I, I called I called it as soon as I saw you him. did. You said I said you're right. You're right. He's gassed. You know, he didn't come back like fucking Christian came back, fucking ready to go. Like, let's be real, Christian can go. Speaking right? of gas, did you but, see? Did you see that spot with the Hardys yesterday? I cringed a little bit uh, at that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm my sorry. Thing is, my thing is, is that. Edge and Christian, they came back and readjusted their style. Oh, Hardy yeah, absolutely. Boys, they are going in there still thinking it's 2001 all over again. I hate the fact that I was watching um, RJ City does the Hey EWs and he had the Hardy Boys on. And like uh, Jeff said, we want to, you know, we want to be used more as independents and not be a nostalgia act. And I'm sitting there going, dude, Jeff, you cannot go at all like you used to. Change your like you said, change your style because you physically look fit, but he you know he did the spot where he jumps off and Matt's back, he botched it. Yeah, you saw that, right? I'm watching I saw, it going, I saw a clip of that on Twitter this morning, man. I I just I, I watched the I, match. I, I watched bad. the match. I wanted to feel bad, but I couldn't because they keep doing the same shit they did in 2001 all over again. My thing is that like Jeff, I think, thinks he's good. Where he's not good, and that you could still see him walking like he's one he's one inch away from retirement. Oh, Matt! Matt just walks like he's he's physically injured. I feel yes. Don't be pissed off that you're a nostalgia act. Be happy because when your music plays, the fans cheer for you, right? And even if you lose. The fans will always cheer for the Hardy Boys. Let's be real, you know? It's time for you to help elevate younger talent. And the truth is, is if you want to have a singles run or you want to do this, you are not built like how Christian and Edge are built. You're no, not. you're not. Because you never took time off. The only time Jeff took time off is when he got suspended because he fucks up. And, and when and, he broke his leg motocrossing. Oh, yeah, that time of that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's time, like, you need to be a nostalgia act and heal up. Take time off. Maybe do vignettes, do some silly segments, you know, be around, sign autographs to the fans, you know, maybe be part of Battle Royals when you need that uh, nostalgia pop where they can protect you in a multi-man situation, you know, uh, like how we utilize Sting. Sting's an older man, but he's also 62, all right? So he gets a fuck. Also, he's fucking Sting. He gets the pass if he doesn't have a great match because he's Sting. You know what I'm saying? You're you're Jeff Hardy. You're only in your was he barely fifty? Jeff Hardy is forty six. No, he's not. He is not as old as me, Jeff Hardy. That's not possible. Yes, he's forty six. <gasps> no, Jeff you're Hardy's fucking 46. lying. Stop, Julian. Jeff Hardy's as old as me. Forty six years old. He turns forty seven in August. Wait, how old is Matt? Matt, I believe, is 49. Matt's 49. They look terrible. Let me take a look. Oh, my, a quick oh look. my yes, God. 40, 49 years old. Jeff Hardy is as old as John Cena. And no, no, no. Yeah, no, John Cena is 44. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Matt turns 50 in August. Matt turns September. 50 in, in September. And Jeff turns 47. 
So CM Punk and Jeff Hardy are the same age. What in the actual fuck? Yep. What? <sighs> I, I I'm literally I you guys can't see me, but I literally I'm on my recliner now. I just lean back in disgust. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to give you a visualization that I cannot believe he's not in his fifties. And you know what? That makes it even worse because he's younger than Christian Cage. Yes, he is. And Christian Cage fucking can go. On the Christian mic. took seven years off and came yeah. back like Better. he never stopped. And, and, and you know what? At a fucking level. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing that makes me mad when you watch Jeff going, you want to be treated differently? No one liked the – what was his gimmick called? The Willow? Willow Wisp. Did, Willow Wisp. Whatever that's no true. one liked it, Jeff. You liked it. We didn't fucking like it. We hated it, but we liked Jeff Hardy, so we accepted it. You know, he's no, trying I to be did creative. Not that, dude. No, I know it's true. I fucking hated it. I didn't like it. Either. No, it was dumb. I it's fucking dumb as shit. I I'm trying to be nice, but no, you're right. It's fucking shit, dude. That is terrible. That's why they should not be on TV. They should take time off, be a nostalgia act, help out, teach the kids, come out, be in the corner ring, you know, help out, do little spots. That Heal is, up. Dude, that is what Vince wanted Matt Hardy to do before he left WWE. Well, you know what? Matt had, you know, when he created that broken gimmick, that was the best thing he ever did for himself. It's probably yes, the most in creative. 2016. I'm talking about yeah, 2020. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, but it was the most creative he had ever been because version one sucked. Dreadlocks suck. No, version Whatever one did the... not suck. <laughs> I didn't like version one Matt Hardy with the Matt facts and the Mattitude. It just felt so trying to be cool when it wasn't. I'm sorry. I don't I did not like that. I, I personally, for me, I, I didn't like it. Did I hate Matt Hardy? Absolutely not. I just didn't like the gimmick. And that's fine. You're not supposed to like every gimmick. I, I could like a wrestler and not like their gimmick. Uh, but it's just sad now because, like, yeah, you created the broken universe, which played up to your strengths because you were much limited in your ring, right? Now you went, you tried to be big money, Matt. You tried to do different things, and the problem is, is that it's cute and all, but as a storyline, you're not good at it. Like, you're not good at making me believe you as anything other than being Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy, being Willow Wispy bullshit. It's just makeup. You're still Jeff Hardy. You know what I'm saying? This, what's the gimmick? Face paint? You've been doing it the whole time. Your shitty paints when you fucking CM Punk put your head through a fucking painting you did? Like, get out of here. Like, you've been in this business for so long. Just accept it's okay to be nostalgia. And yeah. slow it down. Heal up. And then give me a good run when you heal up. You know who can help you? DDP. He's helped a lot of guys. <laughs> Let's get to the, my 2024 predictions. Go ahead. I predict that CM Punk will win the Royal Rumble match and will challenge the World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania 40 and will main so, event that show. So you mean he's going to, what, Seth, you think? Something like that? Or... Yes. Mm, okay. I predict that Cody Rhodes will win the Elimination Chamber match to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And I also right. believe that Cody will win the match and there might be a stipulation where if Cody loses, he cannot attempt to compete for either the WWE or the World Heavyweight Championship as long as he's still with the WWE. 
Oh, he loves doing that. That's right up Cody's alley. Absolutely. Oh, he loves doing it. But I think. Oh, it's he the, loves it's that the, shit. The time, oh. This time now is the best time to do it. Not like when he was in AEW his first month then. That was very foolish because it was just like he was trying to make good because all the, the people saying, oh, nepotism, they're going to do what they want. They're going to win titles, blah, blah, blah. And then when the wrestlers weren't winning titles, everyone was saying, hey, they're not winning titles. It's like, yeah, but you bitched that they were going to win the titles. Now they're not. And so it's like, what do you want? Wrestling fans being wrestling fans. But you're right. But the thing is, have you noticed that Cody, little by little, is getting more lispy? Like he's really trying to turn into his dad. And it's really fucking weird. It's like nah, look, I, I love I love I love I love Dusty. All right, we all love Dusty, but we have to admit that you know, as good as Dusty was, he had a lot of bad stuff too. Like yeah. it's cool. It's cool that like your dad's great. Your dad's a legend. We all love Dusty. Dusty was one of my favorites in WWE, WWF, I got whatever. But like you know, he, he done some stupid shit too. Yeah, it's okay, Cody. The, admit that you know it's not perfect. I just hope that we do not get any signs of fucking Cody verse at all this year. You know what? The reason why he's worked so well in WWE is because we WWE fans didn't have to get shoved uh, Brandy down our throat. Oh, not just Brandy, his entire squad. Oh, the whole squad. Yeah, he he really shoved all that down our throat, and the only one that came from that that mattered was MJF, because you knew the whole time MJF was a part of that crew. He had the disdain, and that his building of his character was there. Everybody else was just like, "Oh, Cody's friend. That's cool. Oh, great, cool, cool. That's. I don't care. Like, I, I, Cody had great matches, but then, like we always said, the problem with Cody shouldn't be writing his own stories. That's end the story because when he does that, you have what happened in AEW where Cody have a great match, he'll lose, but you know he's gonna come back and get his win back because Cody has the Cody. Here, he's not having that much say so he you can see there's a little input but like it's not like he gets final say you know it's just you part of the storyline but cody loves to be the underdog it, the, he he fucking acts to that but i, I don't think he'll if he wins do you think it'd be one of those do you think it'll be a dusty finish then where it's like a fuck finish no i think he's gonna pin him clean <laughs> oh okay now, like last year when Solo interfered, that was Dusty. This year, I believe he's going to put him clean. See, I was my thing is that you know everyone's saying that you got a uh, The Rock coming potentially to do some shit, and the problem with that is that you know with the Saudi Arabian show, right? Because that's no, 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 Perth, Perth. Sorry, not, it's not Saudi Arabia. It's Perth. No, they're still going. They're still going to Saudi Arabia this year. But but the Perth people, Australia is paying for this show. Like the Australian government is paying for that show in Perth. And they asked, can you get us a huge name for the show? So it's do you think the rock, the rock and you think it's going to be the rock fighting Roman? Yes. However, I, if they do have that match, I don't think it's going longer than 10 minutes. You saw what happened to the rock the last time he got in the ring for a full match. Yeah, that was like 10 years ago with fucking John Cena, and he broke his ribs or some shit. Yeah, he broke <laughs> his ribs at three minutes into that match. Who thinks... Fucking, who, and that think, was a decade ago. More than a decade ago. What do you right? think what's going to happen if he goes against Roman Reigns five minutes in? One doesn't spear, matter, Rock matter, is done. Doesn't matter if you look great on a poster. Do you, Are you even in ring shape? That's the thing about The Rock. He has been so roided up because he doesn't have to be tested. <laughs> that was bone. Those bones, yo, Roy. No, he doesn't because he's the rock. I know, right? I know, I know. <laughs> the rock could do all this because his body's not the rock's body. Never looked like that. 
come on. The Rock's body is so genetically enhanced. Look at Scott Steiner, right? Brittle bones, right? Yeah. The Rock has the same problem. Maybe he's a movie star. He doesn't do his own stunts and shit. And he's the, the Rock. And the Hollywood strikes ended about a month and a half ago. So they got a lot of these projects coming up. Yeah, so he's going to go to Perth, make a huge paycheck, do 10 minutes, and cleanly lose. It will be the rock if he does go to Elimination Chamber in Australia. It'll be his first match in that country since the Global Warming Tour in two thousand two. Oh my god! Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Global Warming Tour. Jesus Christ! I don't remember. I predict that Belly will win the Women's Royal Rumble match by last eliminating Becky Lynch. Mm, okay, I mean Bailey needs something. She's uh. She's proven herself very well. She's a very good talent and deserves whatever little bit they can give her. I predict that Sasha Banks will sign with the WWE and will return to face Bianca Belair on a pay-per-view like they would have in 2021 before um, Sasha pulled herself. See, I I, re- I refuse to have make a prediction about her because I just I fear that the more time she's not in the ring, She's going to have that CM Punk body affair where her she's going to get she got injured fairly quickly. Yeah. In in, in New Japan. And uh she hasn't wrestled since. She is I don't feel she will if she comes back, I'm I'm afraid she will get hurt again. I do feel that Sasha's body being away from wrestling for so long and and being so injured that she's she needs to now I think she's gonna slowly transition from wrestling. My prediction more about her going more away from wrestling and into more acting. That could be possible. I think that's more the way it goes. I mean, because even if she came back, I don't feel she's where she was in 2017, 2018, 20, you know, she's she had great matches, but she's her body uh is reeling, I feel. I hope not. I don't want to jinx her or nothing, but I'm just saying, like, you know. My next prediction, um, now that Triple H is the leading man with the Hall of Fame, I predict this will be the class. Either Batista or The Rock is headlining, followed by Ken Shamrock, Victoria, Brian Pillman, Tommy Dreamer, The Midnight Express, Will Smith as a celebrity wing, since he's from Philadelphia, and Bray Wyatt for the Warrior Award. What did... With all due respect, um, why the fuck did Will Smith do with wrestling? Absolutely nothing. He's going to be part of the celebrity wing. But usually the celebrity wing is for celebrities who had something to do with wrestling, I thought. Not all of them did. No? No, not all of them. You sure? Yeah. Didn't Drew Carey? Drew Carey, did- yeah, Drew Carey got in. Yeah, he was, he wrestled in Raw Rumble. Uh... <laughs> Did yeah, they put Bob? Did they put Bob Uecker in? Oh, let me look up the Hall of Fame real quick. Because the fact that Bob Uecker is not in is a disrespect. Because of all celebrities, Bob Uecker <laughs> did a lot with WWF. Let's see here: 2004, Pete Rose. Pete Rose did stuff, yeah. William Perry got in. Let's see here: He wrestled, yeah. Did Lawrence Taylor get in? Yeah, Bob Uecker got in 2010. Wait, okay. What about Lawrence Taylor? 
let's see here. Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, Mr. T. All celebrities that have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh he's one that didn't do much, but he did do some stuff. But yeah. Uh, he's a was a part of it at some point in time. 2017 didn't have a celebrity. 2018, Kid Rock. Ugh. Ugh. I can't be Kid Rock gets 19, in before Fred Durst. 19 Fred didn't. Durst should have been in. Yeah, Fred Durst should have been in a long time He ago. was even in the wrestling game. He was an unlockable. I mean, for fuck's sake. 2020, William Shatner. 2021, Ozzy Osbourne. 2022, didn't have a celebrity. 2023 was Andy Kaufman. So, yeah, yeah, not everyone, not every celebrity had something to do with wrestling. But they appeared at least on the show. Like Ozzy appeared on the show. Um, you know, all those guys appeared at some point and did maybe a celebrity host gig. If you're going to do that, then you can put fucking Betty White in. You can put Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy in. I mean, if we're going to go like that, put real people who have been of LT, put fucking like talent, uh, celebrities who, like, you know, you want to go crazy? Why not put Jim Carrey in? Right, because of Andy Kaufman, the whole thing like that. You could do stuff like that, but you give me a fucking break. Like, there's plenty of fucking celebrities that have something to do with wrestling that they could have done that for. Like, you know, I feel like just putting any fucking random person is. But the fuck, Will Smith? What? Because he do one smack at Chris Rock and he's from Philadelphia, he gets to go in. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that would be the shittiest. That I just have. Feel, I just have feeling they need a. They would need one of those names. And, and you know who could who needs uh, a little bit of a if, rub? If, because... if it was my choice, I would have replaced him with Regis Feldman. Right, Regis, for frick's sake, you're right, 100%. I feel those names make more sense. I mean, maybe it's not topical, but it's people who were a part of the company who have done stuff. Regis did a lot. Arsenio. Yes. Arsenio Hall, why not? You know, uh, any of those people would be great. But you know what? If you're right, if they want to do the celebrity Hollywood bullshit, yeah, you gotta get a celebrity who has nothing to do with it, and you gotta get a more topical celebrity. I predict that 2024 will be Roman Reigns' final year as a full time performer. Yeah, that makes sense. I predict that Endeavor will boot Vince McMahon from TKO board halfway into 2024, and Stephanie McMahon will replace him. All right, he's still technically in because they kind of have to, right? Because of his yeah. shares and shit. Yep. All right. They'll find a way to get rid of him. I predict that Jay Cargo will either have her in-ring debut at the Royal Rumble, night after WrestleMania weekend, or SummerSlam. Oh, so we're, we're on two different spectrums with that. Okay. <laughs> yes. I predict that Swerve Strickland will have an AEW World Heavyweight Championship match, but will not win. Oh, I will disagree with you. I feel that... It's fine with me. I want to say that I think Swerve will win this year. It may not be at the beginning, but Swerve is on trajectory to become the champion, 100%. The reason I said that is because of Tony Khan's um, hot streak of cooling people when cooling people down when they shouldn't be cooled down. Hmm. I think Swerve is just so good, and he's really found his. He's really found himself. So definitely, I. I feel there's no reason why you wouldn't push him. You don't need to do it right yet. There's a lot of storylines they get to get through, and then Swerve gets that. We'll get it because he'll never. His momentum's not going to slow down. The fans won't let that. 
predict that Kenta will win this year's G1 Climax, and he will face either Naito or Osprey in the finals. Mm. I mean, because Osprey's kind of finishing up his run, so he's going to do a lot of jobs. I agree with that. I predict that Sting's retirement match will be either against Chris Jericho, well, depending if he could even be on TV by then, or Adam Copeland. Hmm. You don't think Sting would just have... Yeah, I guess you need somebody, right? Who Sting can hasn't have? had a singles match in AEW yet. Which is good, like I said. because I, I, utilizes... It's fine with me, though, but yeah. he just haven't had a singles match yet. And I know he will no-sell to hell when that does happen. You know, it's fine. It's it's Sting. I'm fine with it. I love it. They, You know, I I didn't understand Sting's gimmick for a long time. And uh, I feel like that it's, if this is going to be his last run, let it be. I feel like uh, I don't. Yeah, I couldn't even predict who it would be against. I mean, definitely I don't think it would be Jericho. I feel like it could be. I don't see why Edge, why you would need Edge to do it. But Edge could definitely protect Sting well and. You know, uh, you want someone good. It would have been awesome if it was like Christian or someone who could be like a, a foil, you know? Uh, speaking you know what I mean? Jer- speaking of Jericho, I wish Tony Khan would have took off the fucking um, costume on what he had asked that question from USA Today. I wish he would oh, have yeah, done the- that. Yeah. You never know when those uh, questions are going to come at you when you're just trying to have fun. That's yeah, the worst. He, he still, she still should have done it. Imagine he's like he's like all right, give me one second. He takes off the wig, takes off the fucking fest to put down the salts and go. All right, now I gotta be serious. Thanks, guys. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's just pre- that you know. <laughs> I predict that MJF will regain the AEW championship back by the end of the year. World's end and beat somebody else's world's end. That'd be cool. Yeah, okay. I predict that Ricky Starks, Thunder Rosa, Wardlow, and Anna J will defect to WWE, and Keith Lee will defect to TNA. Okay, first out, I am okay with some of those names. Like Anna J, fine, whatever. Uh, Keith Lee going to TNA, I think that would be a much better fit for him. I obviously do too. With all due respect, I like Keith Lee, but he, what is his gimmick? What is his. What is he like? What what? That's what, what I've been he, trying to figure out for the last year and a half. What? It's like he's a he's a magician. The other he just grew gray hair. What's going on with this dude? Like my thing is like you know, he doesn't have, you know, not every wrestler has to have intensity when they cut promos, right? Jake the Snake never had to do that, you know. But Jake was very captivating, you know. what I'm saying when he spoke, where Keith Lee just sounds, you know, he'll cut a promo. It's like that was an okay promo. It was, I wasn't floored by it. I feel like, you know, he's in a position where he needs to redefine what Keith Lee is. Yeah, we know who you were before, and we loved you from the indies, and that's why when he went to WWE, we were so shocked and happy for him. But like, okay, well, now you've done the big boy stuff. Now, what, 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 what have you learned from it? <laughs> and that's my problem. Look what Swerve has done. Why? Swerve has broken out from that mold and has become an amazing performer. Keith did not. And you know, sometimes you have to show your cards. Yeah. And Keith has not shown his cards. And and I, I I'm sad by that because uh I I will never hate watching him wrestle, but make me you, care. You watch him at the 2020 Royal Rumble, then to now, it's two different people. 
Yeah, I, I understand he got sick. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, so did Drew McIntyre and others. Yeah, but it, it really affected Keith badly. But if that's the case, then you need to do a body transformation and find a way of being something different. If, if your health is the issue, which I don't think it is, but maybe it's making you think differently, it's yeah, time then, to change who you Twitter, are. Then on Twitter, he said he's now trying to rehab an injury he got in 2022. Well, okay, you're rehabbing an injury. I'm Great. Like, Dude. Why you waited all this time now to do it? Why? And look, you had time because you didn't nah, do that's shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you haven't done shit. You know what's sad? No disrespect. Yeah, but AW, you guys have a lighter schedule then. Why didn't you take care yeah. of it? Right. Lighter schedule. Take it off. And you know what's sad? Fucking Dustin's running circles around you. A man in his fucking 50s who went through a lot of shit in his life has fucked up his body as much as Jeff Hardy has is fucking running circles around Keith Lee and that's what the fuck? Current day Matt Hardy's running circles around him and that's telling. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And you know, at least Matt, when he cuts a promo, it might be silly, but he's giving it his all. Keith looks like he just wants to get the interview over. He's not... Where is that passion? Right? Where is your fire? You can make your fire. Miro was supposedly unhappy with the company, but still when he cut promos, he had fire in his promos. You understand? Yeah, Andrade someone, dude, was someone, leaving. Someone should just get one of the agents to um do to him what Ric Flair did to Carlito in that one promo. Cut a scathing, unscripted promo about him's not not passionate in the locker room. <clears throat> you know, sometimes you need a wake-up call. And yeah. you know, and I know it's different times. We can't do certain things. You know, I get it. But like, Keith Lee need needs it. to wait. Yeah, Keith Lee needs a fucking wake up call because I. It's only so long when people could be like, "I love seeing you," but it means nothing. I predict. Um, since rumors is going around that AEW might have a twelve month pay per view schedule, I predict that will not happen as it will be good. ten. And that's good I, because AEW is not structured for a twelve month pay per view schedule. Right. I I'm not a big. Also, I'm not a big fan of of having a pay per view every month. I I I'm so happy. I I think I bragged about not having to watch a pay per view every month because I like that. I I don't need that all the time, because I feel like you're just going like with WWE. It became a point where they were just selling the next pay per view, and you'd have all these pay per views that go defunct. Right. You like. WWE has a million names that now they use it for TV specials that were all pay-per-views at one point in time. They go, oh, yeah, I remember that was a pay-per-view name. Uh, yeah, oh, WWE's yeah. pay-per-view schedule, it's been quite stretched as of late. I mean, SummerSlam, oh, was early, SummerSlam is early August now, and the next pay-per-view after that is in the middle of September. I, I don't... You don't need every month. I don't mind having... Well, I don't mind Survivor, having six, After Survivor but... Series... <clears throat> yeah. They don't have a pay-per-view in December unless you count NXT. Right. You know, my thing is at the same time is that we have so much wrestling content now. Oh, I do want to make one more prediction. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, I, was yeah, going, yeah. I thought about this the other day. MLW is going to go out of business. Yeah, I, I kind of had that in my wings also. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought about that because uh, the people are defecting. They won their thing, whatever happened. They settled. But that company is not... Good. I mean, NWA is only surviving because Billy Corrigan's got money. 
That's that. I don't want to even talk about NWA anymore as a company. That's embarrassing. I just saw highlights of that shitty fucking thing that ruined their TV deal. That whole pay per view was shit, by the way. I know, I know that whole pay per view was shit. We need when we get a chance, we can get back on track again. We need to talk about that fucking pay per view. We have to do just a video on that because that shit was drizzling, <laughs> so bad. But anyway, uh, yeah, MLW. I feel they will close up shop by the end of the year. They'll try to hold out. Try to maybe make deals with GCW, work with some other people, but it's just gonna bomb out on them. That AEW will hire two writers not in the wrestling bubble, one to work on Dynamite, another to work on Collision. Interesting. I mean, I'm you know I don't like the idea of a whole writing staff, but having some uh, writing writers who can help structure storylines, I don't I don't hate that idea. I, I think that's a good either. thing. I think every wrestling company should have that more. Just not a hundred writers coming up to you and telling you this is who you are now and not know you, but someone just help guide and who do they may not be wrestlers, but they understand the business though at least. Like they're you know, they're at least a well aware. Maybe not a Freddie Prince Jr., but like something of writers who do understand the company business, you know. I predict that Rampage will be the next show to go as AEW only have two weekly shows by the end of this year and AEW okay. have one pay-per-view on Max if the TV rights um, negotiations go through. I would prefer if that if they do that with Max that it just Max could have everything. That would be great. Yeah. I would, uh, I would prefer that. Might that. Bite the, that might bite them in the ass in the long run though. I, I, get, I get what you're saying but man TNT and TBS as networks WWE you don't want to go there. They fucking botch so much shit. It is fucking terrible. Their app is shit. TBS and TNT's app is shit. It is not good. Their network, like AEW had to reshow a segment because TNA, TNT, TNA, I'm sorry, TNT. TNT. I think it was TNT, yeah, because it was uh it was it was on collision. Fucking went to black. And it was not, it wasn't AEW. They they were working fine on Fight TV. They didn't know until they saw on social media saying, going, hey, we went to black. And then the, they had to contact TNC, go, what the fuck happened? Oh, yeah, we had an outage. You might have experienced it's like, dude, we're not cable fucking subscribers. We're the fucking wrestling show on your network. What the fuck is wrong with you? And so they had to reshow a segment, which fucking throws off a show because now you have to cut stuff. Oh, time, wait, which hold is on. Also- Wasn't that the whole segment of Adam Cole of Roderick Strong? Not they that time once, yes, but it was another one with uh wasn't Thunder Rosa, it was a female oh it was not Serena Deep. It was it was a it wasn't it was a couple months ago. It was a back it was a, a video segment with a female wrestler. I forget which one it was. Cut a huge promo, right? Big deal. Yeah. Setting up uh, uh for a pay-per-view. And I don't know if it was uh I don't think it was Julia, but it was somebody. It was a big deal, it was a really cool promo too. Fucking God. I was I was watching it going Oh, the fucking app, bro. And then I looked, and then he's like, well, we're going to have to show you this again. And they showed it again. And I'm like, that sucks. That's some bullshit. This fucking ghetto-ass fucking discovery. Pay your light bill, bro. <laughs> fucking shit. You owe, put the Scooby-Doo movie out then. Fucking make your money back somehow. Jesus Christ. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of apps, I predict that the NWA will last only one season on the CW app. Wait, they got the deal? Not the deal that they was looking for. They have NWA on on the app, not on the network. Oh, uh, wait. CW has an app. Yes. 
<laughs> I guess everyone has an app, yeah. I mean, obviously, but let's see here. I predict that. Oh Matt, yeah, they're gonna lose that. Yeah, that Riddle will attempt to go into AEW, but it will not happen. No, I don't think so either. And also, I will say that everyone's talking about him going to Japan to wrestle. I don't think that's happening. He has a criminal record. Not only that, Japan, if, he goes, if he goes there with either his vape pens or his um, oh, he'll be they, ten, He'll be banned. <laughs> He did, he did not see what happened to um, Matt Seidel yet, did he? Oh, yeah. Japan don't play. They can arrest you. Here's the best part. Remember that asshole streamer that was doing all that shit in Japan and he got caught and he went to jail? Yes. He's it's Johnny Somali. He sat in prison with no charges for four months <laughs> because in Japan, they can hold you for as long as they need to and there's nothing you can do. So fucking Matt Riddle tries to play with a vape pen. His ass will be sitting in jail for four months, crying to the embassy to get him out. And then New Japan will, won't pay him. They'll deport him, and he'll be banned for either for life or for 20 years. Because ask Paul fucking McCartney, when was the last time he got to go back to Japan? He got arrested with marijuana, one cigarette of marijuana in 1979. He was kicked out of Japan. He's a fucking beetle, kicked out of Japan. He didn't go back to Japan until two years ago. His first time back in Japan was two years ago, since 1981 or 1979 or some shit like that. Better be Japan lucky don't that. play that shit, bro. Better be lucky it's not North Korea, especially when they turn off all the lights every night. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> who was that insult wrestler talking about his wife? He's like, <laughs> well, who was that guy? Oh man, on the oh, the collision, Korea, collision, in Korea. collision in Korea. And he was like, "There's nothing for me to do. This fucking place sucks." And I was like, "Click, hi, can you come with us?" <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> No, you can't play in North Korea, you dumb motherfucker. But Matt Riddle, I don't think Matt Riddle will wrestle New Japan shows in Japan. I don't think he can because he has a criminal record. And his criminal record is like, isn't it technically uh, abuse, uh, assault and abuse charges? Yeah. And like uh, other charges. I don't know if they were dropped though. Were they dropped? I don't think he even went to court for that yet. Oh, so they're still up and pending. So, yeah, it's still pending. Oh, okay. So they can get they can get their shows with him fast now before he goes to court because once he's <laughs> if he has no, deal. <laughs> because seriously, if he don't, if he has those kind of records, they will not let him in. And that's it. But they're saying that he's supposed to wrestle in Japan, like in January. So I predict that Kenny Omega will not have a match until his return at either all in or all out. If it's at all out, there'll be little to no build for it. No, I definitely think that one of those days he'll be like a surprise that they're not supposed he's not supposed to be there and they'll like bring him out like a surprise. That that'd be what they would do. I predict that Bianca Belair will finally turn heel after being babyface for the last four and a half years. Oh really? Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good run. She needs to turn heel. It's good. I predict that WWE will be the second sports league slash entertainment company to license off its pre-approved old footage to content creators if they create a crown, if they create a creators program as what the NFL is certain currently doing. That is a very smart thing because right now they like don't let no one see that. Man, that will help out a uh, uh, promo Joe and fucking uh, and Pachamania. If they get the right, I don't. Th- I don't think that will help them though. <laughs> there, there might be certain parameters. 
Right, right. Don't make fun of my shit, but you can use it. And then what will be the point of it? I predict that Adam Copeland will not last the entire year in AEW, and he will have one match for either Jericho or Okada. I, I think he'll do the year, but sporadic. And I think that's the best way to use a guy like Edge anyway. I don't see like there's a reason. I don't really feel like we need him on every week, you know? It's fine. He's uh he's a, a special attraction. That's fine. I'll predict that the Young Bucks will not be AUVPs by the end of this year, especially with the way they're reshuffling. I think it's better off that they have some kind of um Stake in the company, but not enough to make decisions. We learned it was paying one of um one of the Bucks' wives. Over yeah, Matt, Matt six, Jackson, Matt Jackson's wife. Yeah, yeah, over six figures to do what? Yeah, merchandising was terrible. I was watch watching those photos for the last four years, and I thought to myself, "Hey, I may not like Orange Cassidy, or I might not like some of the other guys, but they could have had one of his glasses there. I could have seen one kid buying that." Right. My thing is, once she kind of in the last last year, the merchandise actually has gotten better, and it's. I think they pushed her aside, and they hired real people because, uh, like one of the biggest sellers in the in the company is is Danhausen, right, one hundred percent. But Danhausen, I think, has a big say in his merch. Like they don't just make his merch. I think he has a big say in what's done because remember he owns the he owns the likeness of his makeup, he owns the copyright. Like you can't duplicate his makeup. He has a big say so, and he has his shit on everything. And it, and it, he's number four on pro wrestling tees. Next, he's right on the CM Punk because CM Punk's still three, but Dan Housen's four. And I know in AEW he's he's got a lot. And I think you'll see that even Orange Cassidy shirts have gotten better. Uh, you've seen a bunch of the talent have really good. Merch now, definitely. Yeah, a, lot of them brought... more than, a lot of them needs more than shirts, though. No, no, I'm just saying, like, there's, there's a lot. Of, you see the difference in the quality. It's gotten a lot better. Yeah, I did that, like you what said. I because... saw for the longest time was just AEW branded shirts or the Elite for the longest right, I, time. That's fine having those. Have like the the the, the tag team shirts, FTR shirts, whatever. But you've seen a big change in that, and uh, especially in the last year and a half, big change. Don't forget, like from Malachi, he has his own uh, clothing line. Uh, I forget the name of it, but he works with the uh, Wang from YouTube, so he has a huge clothing line. I don't know if it's like Black Magic clothing or something. It's it's yeah, like it's something. similar to what uh, Randy Orton and his wife does with their own clothing they, line. They have their own. Malachi has this huge clothing line. He has collaborations with a bunch of YouTubers. And he does some stuff. Off. Uh, so his shit is. They have that stuff, and you see the difference. They've been obviously hiring people who know what the fuck they're doing in the last year and a half. I will agree that I don't. I only owned one AEW shirt. And it was a gifted to me by uh, my friend. When uh, Jericho won the title, he did a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, yeah, I had that shirt. I never paid for that shirt, but he bought it for me. You know, it's a gift. Uh, but I, it wasn't a good design. I'm not gonna lie. You're right. It's fucking. It was a shit design. That's just Jericho's to... paying that woman over seven figures to do. Yeah, that. and I'm glad that's done because her her designs were terrible. If she was in charge, of everything she was not good. And oh, uh, it wasn't only the designs; it was what was at the merch tables too. Oh yeah, Billy, my friend Billy, like when he was going to the show. Like when we went last year when we were in Ohio, we didn't look at the booths or not. We just kind of went to the show and wanted to leave, you know? So I didn't look to buy any merch. So I don't know what was even at the booths, but my friend told me like hardly anything is ever at the shows. And that's that doesn't make sense. That just seems 
stupid. Yeah. And that's why someone like her, if she was in charge of that, you get rid of her. And with all due respect, I get she's married, but the Young Bucks are talents. They are not meant to be in charge of stuff like that. Even no, no you disrespect. get someone like a, either a chief market executive or yes. um, VP of um, sales and licensing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And you you do that, and at the same time, you can also hire people who have both knowledge. But at the same time, I just feel like the Young Bucks. Um, I don't mind them as talent. I I don't need them backstage doing shit. It's fine. It's not important. But they they, they they deserve <laughs> they do deserve making some kind of money. They started the company, obviously. But go on. I predict that either Tony Storm or Britt Baker will be the first woman to main event an AW pay per view. Yeah, okay. I don't see Britt Baker though, but yeah, I agree. I predict that WWE will announce that Raw will air on FX as WWE Warner Brothers will have another PR disaster trying to merge another network after Paramount. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all going to. I feel these networks that are trying to all make their own. Massive, like like Disney Plus, they're all trying to compete against Netflix for these years, and Netflix is still there. And I think these other companies are going to learn that they're just going to give up on it. Yeah, I think they're all going to give up on it because they thought it was clever, but they also hurt their bottom line because they're losing money on renting out, selling out their network branded shows like The Office and stuff like. Oh, we can only watch it here, but it never boosted the the sales of their app. Let's see here. I predict that AEW's viewership will average below 775,000. I mean, we can say what we want, but the from last year to this, I said last year, from 2022 to 2023, the average has gone down. It's teetering off. It's, but you know what? There was a lot of cool down, especially after the whole punk incident, right? It, it, let's be real. It, that really divided people, and it, it was a bad. It was a bad thing. Uh, I'm going to mute you for a second. I just have to do something really quick. No problem, no problem. Yeah, you can keep talking. <laughs> Let's see here. I predict that Jungle Boy will get into another incident with an older AEW wrestler or agent. And if he does, he will be fired from AEW. When, whenever Rob comes back, he could probably respond to that. I predict that AEW will announce that a 2025 pay-per-view will take place in either Mexico or Australia. Which could be good. I also predict that Damian Priest will wait until Money in the Bank or either a week before the pay-per-view to cash in his Money in the Bank. And if it's at the pay-per-view, he'll wait till after the ladder match. Hmm. I wish he was on right now for me to get my next one, but I have to go with it. I predict that A. Steele's wife will tell her side of what she saw at Brawl Out on either Jim Cornette's podcast or a show that will offer her more money than she asks for. And at the same time, Jericho will try to tell his side of the story on his own podcast, since both of them did not sign any NDAs from that incident. I predict that CM Punk and Roman Reigns will be the main event of SummerSlam, and that Punk will also have one match on NXT in 2024. Rob, are you back now? I don't know if he is. I predict that WWE's 2K24 cover star will either be Cody Rhodes or Randy Orton. If it's Cody Rhodes... Why, why not both? 
<laughs> you have anything to say about my other ones? Well, no, I didn't hear. It. I had to. I had to do something really quick. Oh, okay, no, I um, I predicted that AW will announce that a twenty twenty five pay per view will take place in either Mexico or Australia. Okay, that makes sense. They should. I also said that Damian Priest will cash in his money in the bank either a month, a week, or the night of money in the bank before the time expires. Wait, he still got the money in the bank? Yeah, he still got it. Oh, I, yeah. Every time he goes to do it, they they stop him. Right, right, right. Drew McIntyre stopped him the last time, right? Yeah, other people are saying WrestleMania, but I think we might have a first time ever that someone's going to cash in the day it expires. Yeah, that's a way to do it. I also said that A Steel's wife will either tell her side of the story what she saw on Brawl Out on either Jim Cornette's podcast or a show that will offer her more money than she asked for, and that Jericho will tell his side of the story on his own podcast. Since oh, yeah, 100%. both of them are not tied to NDAs. Right, 100%. Let's see here. And I also said that CM Punk and Roman Reigns will happen at um, SummerSlam, and that Punk will also have one match at NXT this year. Hmm. Yeah, his dream is to jerk off and, and run the NXT. So I think that's his goal, right? That, or whatever that is. Now, when I was talking about 2K24, I wasn't actually finished yet. Okay. So I said if it's Cody Rhodes, his showcase would be themed on finishing the story. And if, if it's Randy Orton on the cover, it will be themed of 20 years of Orton. Mm, I think that might be better. And my final one, my prediction of this year's season of Dark Side of the Rings episodes will be mm-hmm. Chris Adams, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Harry Saturn, IWA Mid-South, Heroes of Wrestling, Billy Jack Haynes, Hardbody Harrison, Muhammad Hassan, Larry Sweeney, and The Diva Search. All right, I think that there's a bunch of that. Is it really good? Heroes of, he, they didn't do Heroes of Wrestling yet, huh? No, they haven't. But that, that's been requested a lot since season one. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone wants to hear about that bullshit. <laughs> they told me, the producers told me that they're only allowed to do one event-based episode per season. So I think that might, that or the Diva Search might take it. I, I would prefer that. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, I would prefer that too, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but that's my predictions for this year. Uh, Rob, I know you're going to go watch your Kansas City game so we can end it right here, man. Yeah, definitely. It was, this was great. I feel better. I'm glad we got to talk. Uh, we got to do this a little more often. It's been a yes, while. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> go watch your game, man. Uh, this will be up in a few more hours. Um, thank you, everybody that's listening on the download. And thank you, Rob, for coming on. Absolutely. Always. Later. Later.